from the City of Roses. This is the broadcast by Last Professionals and for Last Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, we are excited to have Kelly Pelors join us in the studio. Kelly is the owner of the Last Factor Studio as well as the Last Factor Studio Academy. She has been in the beauty industry for over 12 years. And on top of running the studio and academy, she is a master lash artist, a certified semi-permanent makeup master, as well as a much sought-after trainer. And just to really finish things off, she's also started her own lash product line. So guys, she is doing a lot. And someone I met on Clubhouse who I felt like was really impactful, has a lot to offer, and I want to get her on the show so you can meet her. And kind of here's some of the things she's doing. She's doing some things really uniquely and differently that not other lash salons are doing. And hopefully, if you're listening, you might be inspired to think outside the box and do something a little bit more, maybe something that's even a little scary, and a little challenging. But we'll get into that in just a bit. Before we do, let's do a few quick announcements. We just gave away a $200 Amazon gift card to someone. My mind just went blank. <laughs> but anyhow, you know, she knows it was on her Instagram and all that. And we're going to do it again at the end of this month. So we're planning to keep doing this as long as we can, guys, and hopefully maybe up the ante at some point. But for now, if you write a review on the Amazon or the Apple podcast and screenshot and email to Paul at lashcastpodcast.com, you'll be entered in the drawing every month, and then we will give away another $200 Amazon gift card. Also, guys, we have our Lash Allergy course is up and running, guys. You can go sign up for it today. It's going to be out for the next couple of weeks, and basically you, don't, you want to do is buy right now. Oh, first, let me say this. You need to be a LashCast Insider. If you're a LashCast Insider, by the way, you will get a discount code this week sent to you in the email, and then you can save some money. It's only $59, guys. It's not expensive. But that said, you'll even save more if you're an insider. So you want to join that. So go click on the link on our Instagram and join, and then you'll get the email, you know, discount, and then buy the webinar course. Guys, if you haven't bought it or haven't taken it, we've had over 400 people take it, and the response has been overwhelming. It is an amazing course that's going to change your last game and allow you to have clients who are allergic to the glue. Like you're going to, If someone has an allergy, you'll know exactly how to handle it and what to do, how to partner with a doctor, and we'll give you all the scripts and everything, guys. It's all for only 59 bucks. Super affordable, a lot of content, and we're going to have two live Q&A sessions where you can come and hang out with us later in early May, and you'll be able to sit down and ask any questions you have, and we'll stay along as long as it takes to answer every question. So that is now available. Links in both our Instagram page, and I'll also leave it in the show notes and sign up today. I promise you, you will not regret it. Also, LashCon tickets are coming soon in May, very, very soon. And also, guys, we want you on our podcast, but we need to know about you. You can't just expect me to find out by you by just sleeping and one day dreaming about you. You need to Call me. You're not calling me. No, don't call. <laughs> you need to email me at paul at lastcastpodcast.com and tell me your story. Why should you be on our show? And every once in a while, we're going to just put any – you don't have to have a big following, by the way. We're not looking for people with 10,000 followers. It doesn't matter. You can have two. As long as you have a story, something that we find interesting that's helpful to our audience, we will put you on the show. We just got another person today we interviewed who's amazing and has some really good stuff to share with you guys. And we want to keep doing that, finding those really unique stories. And by the way, we really love kind of the underdog story. So if you last year, 2020, great underdog year, right? Tough year. And you want to share how you got through it and how you survived please email me. We'd love to hear from you. All right, guys, that's all I have for you for announcements. Other than that, guys, really excited to get into this interview with Kelly. She's amazing. I know you'll appreciate it. So let's get into it now. Hey, everyone. Welcome to LashCast. We are here in the studios with my beautiful wife, Tusney, as well as our special guest, Kelly Pillors. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you both so much. Yeah, we're really excited to have her on for many reasons because she's actually quite, I think, a unique unicorn in our industry. <laughs> and we really felt like it's time to lift her up and let her, everyone know about her because she's doing some pretty cool stuff. And I personally met her on the Clubhouse. So a big shout out to Clubhouse and Kelly and what you're doing on there. You're doing some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's been really exciting. Just growing new community and getting to know people that's in the industry that beforehand were unknown. It's yeah. been a real blessing. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, that's why I, I felt like we were just saying before we got into the podcast how cool it's been to meet all these new people that we're not worried about people's Instagram followings now. We're just getting to hear really cool people come on the stage, share something, and you're like, wow, that person knows their stuff. I should go follow them. And then you go to their Instagram and go, oh, they only have 500 followers. That's okay. 
because they're actually you vetted them already. You already heard them speak, share stuff. It's not about the follower count. It's actually about the content. It's about who they are and what they're doing. And now all of a sudden, it's like you're making these new friends that are really cool. And hopefully, uh, we'll see where this all goes. But Clubhouse has been really fun. You really get to see people how they operate, what they how they think, what they love, what's most important to them, and you see the values being shared on this on stage. The fact that they're giving away all this stuff for free is, I think, also shows their heart, right? Uh, that's my favorite part is that all you have like a firsthand touch to all of these influencers, connectors, knowledge sources that are willing to share their information just so freely. It's, and then you can do it on any topic in the world. Like that's what makes it so amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad to have been in like in the early stages of it. Yeah. It's kind of neat because you feel like a pioneer, right? You're kind of like plowing the ground for others in the future groundbreaking yeah i haven't thought about it like that but i guess in a way yes yeah i mean i think you were one of the first people i saw that had anyone following you or joining in i think it was back in january when i came on when did you first start doing your rooms and all that well the rooms specifically have only been like in within the last month and a half or so maybe two months at Max, but it's been life changing for me just with the con- the conversations that are now starting to take place and the dialogue that's going back and forth that's opening other dialogue mm-hmm. across modalities, which I think is also interesting. Whereas, you know, in the last industry, we're just so separated and that was the one thing. And then PMU was like a whole nother category of conversation. And we're starting to see a lot of crossing between the two, which I think is really awesome. See, I think that's the great thing because there's so many like similar aspects about a PMU artist and a lash artist and a nail person or, you know, we share similar things like the kind of schedule that we have and the kind of clients that we're going for. And it's like kind of good to see, you know, how other people handle the same kind of problems that you do, but just from a different perspective. Yeah. It's a broader picture. You're getting a bigger picture. And I'm sure there's been a lot that I, I mean, I'm friends with Sheila Bella and I learned from her and she's big in the PMU world. And then there's the whole lash world that she's now breaking more into. I know because we had her speak at one of our conferences. So there's all these last people know her. And now here you're kind of bridging the gap too. You are like in both worlds and you're yeah. sitting here helping to connect both sides, which I think is great. And I think it's big. It's good for us to realize there's a bigger family that we're part of. I know for us for a long time, we would go to hair trade shows and hair events like business conferences, because in the hair world, they've been doing this for a long time. We felt like there's so much we could learn from them. Why are we only staying in our little pond? Why aren't we connecting with those outside of our pond into the bigger ocean of beauty? So I think Clubhouse has helped to do that a lot. Definitely, I fully agree. So, Paul, what are some of the things that you were really excited to talk to Kelly about? Yeah, well, first, I wanted to let everyone, let's get a little bit about your background, just so we set the table, so to speak. Or okay. And so let's start off, with maybe share a little bit about how maybe you got into beauty and lashes. I know you, you do more than that. So it's just maybe we'll start with that and we'll go from there. Oh, lashing. Almost 13 years ago. Wow. Um, I know. (laughs) And I say that all the time, and I'm only 28. (laughs) Yeah, of course. You were like in junior high starting lashing. Forever, forever. It was quite a a time in my life, actually. I've been self-employed for over 20 years, so that was something that I was already kind of accustomed to. And at the time when I started lashing, I was actually working as a realtor and I was the the recruiter to my company at the time. At age 13, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Yeah, what can I say? So I was the recruiter and one of the girls that I recruited to the company, she just kept going on and on about lash extensions. Oh my God, you need to let me do them. Fast forward. And at that time, you know, I was a severe naturalista. Like, I don't think I've even wore makeup at that point. And so I was like, I'm not doing that and all that money. But of course, we became lash monsters mm-hmm. with the 15.25. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The, the, the 17.30s, mm-hmm. you know, the that just ripped up. Yes. Mm-hmm, that you had to pick up individually from the pot. From the little uh, pot, yeah. Uh, and then if you sneeze, you know, good yeah. luck to you. Oh, yeah, a, hot, a hot mess. <laughs> and it really just changed everything at that point for me. At that time, I kind of actually experienced a health scare or setback. And that, and for me at that time, I felt like it was the stress of the job that just kept me on edge. And now this created this ailment. And so for me, I was like, well, where did you learn how to do this? Because I saw her, um, 
she bought her two kids a new car. She went ahead and bought a new house. And then she started taking her kids on vacation. I'm like, wait, you're not selling houses. What are you doing? And it was the lash extension. So she gave me the information to her first class. And it's been that ever since. It's been a real blessing. Not at all. Not at all. That's really cool. And then since then, you've kind of developed a very unique niche, right? I mean, really different than what I've seen a lot of people. Most people just get lashes and their next thing they think is like, okay, maybe I'll be a trainer or maybe I'll have a product line. And that, that wasn't enough for you. You kind of said, well, I'm going to do a lot more than just that. You, I know you have now a product line, if, if I remember right. And uh, you also, yeah, yeah. Fact, I know you do. And you have training, but you also went into the medical side of things and went into PMU and kind of began to bridge lots of different similar like-minded, I guess, industries. So maybe you can tell me your journey from doing lashes, I guess, 13 years ago. How did you get all this drive to go beyond that and kind of these new parts of your business? Well, for me, as you know, and I'm sure for you guys too, the lashes is definitely a luxury service. And I really, from the beginning, catered my business in that direction. So with that, the clients that came in just were higher wage earners and more devolicious into all of the new latest, greatest technique. For improvement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For self-improvement. And my tagline has always been, wear your own face. So for me, it was like, well, how can we continue to develop that concept mm-hmm. where you're not tied to having to put on a full face of makeup or not having to be tied to not having great skin just because, you know, you're plastering an hour worth of makeup on before you leave. So then it was just um, seeing the things that my clients were already doing. So that was the first eye opener. And then secondarily to that, because I started in, in my area at the time, there was only maybe two other places that were doing lashes exclusively. So I felt like it was like a really great time in my area to get in because there weren't very many people who would be considered competition. And then because I started at that time, like at that time, like the OGs to me was like Jill, Jill over at Lash Lash Effect. She's out in your area too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jill's in Scottsdale. I'm I'm down in Tucson. So, um, yeah, Jill's amazing. And and from the time I found her, like even without meeting her, she was a complete resource of information yeah. and just sharing and growing. Was that in makeup? Make it in your makeup? What was that? There's a wake up in your wake makeup. Up your makeup? Is that- no. Oh, all oh, that blog, blog. Yeah. Back yeah. in the day where yeah. that's where we used to learn. Yeah. Like these girls and guys nowadays have it's so much it's so easier. Much information. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Like that go was, find that it. That was it. That was that the was go-to it. place. I know that's where Jill, I didn't say she started, but she was yeah. there. That's yeah. where Jill. She was one of them. Yeah. And definitely I was on that forum. And then I remember there was um, a few artists. Hillary out of Brand, East, I think, was on there. England. Yeah. Uh, Frank, Frankie Frank, Widow. Yeah. Widows, Frankie, yeah. London Lash. London Lash. Mm-hmm. And then the black girl with the afro with oh, the yeah, Lash the, Bible. Oh, yeah, the Lash Bible. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, those were the people that were bouncing at that time. Then seeing Barbaletta, like, we were liking each other's stuff when we had 100 followers. Mm. And just to see the trend and how they started to grow really imparted on me that, okay, maybe not lashes, but then I can apply these same type of business structures to these other things that bring me interest. And so that's pretty much how it developed from solely lashing. I would say it was maybe about two, three years in. Mm -hmm. Before it was like, okay, wait, hold on. There's a a whole nother. Yeah. yeah, It's it's a whole nother sphere of things that we can enter into. And so that's what got it started. So you expanded into, maybe we should just let everyone know exactly what is some of these other areas. Cause (laughs) I think it's like, it's a lot. And I think it's really exciting because one of the reasons I want people to realize that we limit ourselves sometimes in what we can do. We just think, well, I just do lashes. Like, if, yes, and know what? And for some people, that's fine. They can just do lashes, and they will have a great career, and they will be happy and fulfilled. But some of the people out there really are looking for that next thing. Where else can I push out my comfort zone, try something new, something different? And I know that that's something that sounds like you're just wired for that. So, but you can share. What are some of these other things? I you- jump off of cliffs all the time. Yeah. yeah. So with yeah, no what wings. are some of these other things that you develop? It was PMU, and then the, I know with uh, other stuff. I know you were working on even more over before the PMU. Yeah. 
they changed the law in Arizona where you had to be licensed. So then that enacted me to go to school. At that time, I had already a large business. It, it really picked up really fast. So I had to kind of take it back down again, shut it down, mm-hmm. go to school full time. I was taking three clients at night, every night. So that was the first time that I had to restart my business. But then it, after school, I attended aesthetic school. Then it was like, oh my God, I never wanted to wax a kitty cat. I never <laughs> wanted to do a facial. <laughs> but then there's all these other things that are possibilities. And that's what really opened the door. So we brought on the corrective skincare. And for me, I never want to do a facial. It's not the fluff that I'm interested in. So we went straight into like more corrective mm-hmm. microdermabrasion, the dermaplaning, corrective peels, yeah. those kind of treatments. Uh, micro needling as mm-hmm. time progressed are things that we brought on. And then it was like, okay, well, all of these girls get waxed. Okay. I never want to wax a kitty cat, but then there's <laughs> these women who are exceptionally great at it that can do it in 15 minutes. Like, okay, you got to come. Yeah. The skincare, actually my instructor in aesthetic school came to work with me and she worked with me for over wow. six years and wow. she let, yeah, she let out on our skin program until she opened her own space. She's the person that introduced me to more of the medical side because she part-time was working at a medical spa here. And one of her good good friends at the time was an RN. Mm. And she pretty much opened that door for me to mm. the other medical piece because, like I said, with the luxury services, these women are getting Botox and fillers and, you know, they don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but they're, they're doing They're it. putting down that money. Yeah. But they're doing it. And, you know, these same people that can come spend two, three, four hundred dollars on a set of lashes are the same people who are coming to do two, five, seven hundred dollars skin services who are also coming to do their kitty cats monthly mm-hmm. like clockwork. And then the medical piece was just an add on that just exploded in a different way. Um, because then they had a one-stop shop to come for all yeah. of those pieces that was different from anything else in the neighborhood. Yeah. Like nobody, no one's nobody doing was doing it. And no. still no one's really doing that. <laughs> and one of the biggest commodities is like, who's the good person to go to? It's the information. Who's your good injector, you know? And if you can house all that, you know, they already trust you. They already trust you for their lashes. They already trust you for their, their microneedling because, you know, and, and, and they trust you. So why wouldn't they trust you for a little bit of filler or a little or bit of Or for anything beauty you know? related. I think it makes total sense. Yeah. So it's a nice marriage there between all those ideas. Now for you getting the medical, did that make you a little nervous at first? Because I mean, I, I'm guessing that's outside your expertise. So you're bringing in services that maybe I use the product but maybe I don't know who would be a good injector, who would be a good nurse, all that. Honestly, before that, I had never tried anything like that before. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I want to look like this until I'm 90. But <laughs> the, the, the goal was to, like, do it as gracefully and naturally as yeah. possible. Um once I did bring on the medical piece, then it was like I was telling my clients about it, but then it, they were asking, well, how does it feel? Mm-hmm. And I mean, did you notice a difference? And I'm like, well, I've never had any. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then I trusted the nurses that I had on. And because I trusted them, there was an innate trust that was already built into my clients. And then, so when I went for the first time, because I was really like the person who, I'm not putting poison in my face. Mm -hmm. I'm never gonna do that. Oh my God, I would never go without it. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. I would never go without it now. It just makes those subtle touch. So I do the Botox here. Tuss wants me to do it too, and I. Oh, I, are you kidding? I, I just, it's like I was. You we totally should do it. You totally should do it. We call it Brotox. Now that's okay. I can do Brotox. That's yeah. more yeah. cool. Brotox. See? Uh, yeah, it's so all you about call the packaging. It Brotox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or you can do the nuts and butts. <laughs> <laughs> Come and come get that situation taken care yes, of. I love it. Yes. Oh my goodness, that's so All funny. Right, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, this that's, but yeah. it opened a door to even more because now men come in, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and get those services done. So it's been really great. So more, yeah, because now the referral process begins to kick in because wives, girlfriends, are like, no, honey. This is my you place I go. Too. You need this too, right? So it's actually legit. Le- legit. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that's really cool is that you expanded in the area that most people don't think is possible. And that's why I wanted you on here because I think more lash artists should think about this. This is actually a legitimate way of moving forward with your business. Now you need to look mm-hmm. at all the legal stuff and 
consult and, and who knows, maybe you can create a consulting business out of this with help people to launch yeah. their next, how do they expand into the medical field? Cause I think most people are going to feel really nervous. Like, well, I'm just an esthetician. What do I know? Hiring someone with the college, got their medical, you know, a nursing degree or whatever. Well, it's definitely structuring yourself as a business. I think that primarily is important. Um, these physicians are putting their licenses on the line. Mm -hmm. Um, when they sign on with you specifically. So they also want to know that the business that you're conducting is on the up and up. Yeah. So that's very important. Also, pricing the doctors is important as well yeah. um, because there's varying fees or costs or also um, percentages that they may want out of the business as well. Yeah. So um, it's always important to remember that everything is negotiable, mm -hmm. even with the doctors. I mean, I came from a business background, so working in the real estate and all of those That's things, true. it kind of made it easier for me to have those kind of conversations and stand on what I know I wanted and what's going to work for me and my business. And if you're not that fit, then you're not the one. So I think that's also comes from the confidence that you have and how you run your business and do deal with those things as well. So you want to have, I would think, their ship better be running pretty well by the time you bring the medical side in. You don't want to have chaos going on because doctors, nurses aren't going to be interested in working with you if it looks like a zoo. Not at, not at all. Early on, we switched from, you know, we used to bop around super cute in our heels and click around and all that. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it was like, oh my God, I would be late all the time just because I was trying to figure out what to put on. So we shifted to more like the clinical mm -hmm. um scrub set up when we're working and it just it helps again everything to kind of flow client the doctors feel very confident in referring people to the studio because they know they're going to be received in a certain way and dealt with in a certain way and now all those things definitely make a difference yeah well. that professionalism is there which is what a doctor is absolutely going to be looking for and if you can't deliver that and that comes like you said simple things being on time dressing the part i remember when we when we first started with our staff saying hey oh, dress a certain way <laughs> and they would come in all sorts of clown outfits. No offense, and we love them, but they just didn't know what dressing up was. So we yeah. started saying, we're going to come with a uniform. Like, we just got to simplify it for everyone so there's no debate and And it was and black panic. with trousers, not leggings, trousers and, right. and it not makes a, a difference. shirt. Yeah, and a lab coat, black lab coat yeah. you know, that and, we paid for. <laughs> yeah, very simple, and everyone came looking great. And I think the professionalism went up because of that, and, and that, that helps. It just makes you look more like the part. Definitely. And then also emboldening into the staff how to cross promote. Mm. One of the things for me with each person that I was brought into the studio, I more so than just bringing willy nilly, I really wanted to have niche experts in each thing. Like I have the girl that's super awesome at Russian, the girl that's mm. super awesome at texture, the girl who's super awesome at the natural hybrid, you know, yeah. and it reduces even that inner office tension because everybody has their thing and that's what people go to them for. And when I have a client who may come into me who may not exactly fit my style, it's so easy for me to refer them over. Yeah. Um, and then in during that conversation, ooh, girl, you know, there's a little something there. Let, let Lamora go and wax that. She might have a few minutes after this. Or, you know, your skin is looking a little dry. <laughs> we also brought in the medical weight loss piece. Um, that's great. Yeah, so for me, that so that was a whole nother thing where I used myself as the example. You know, I got really fluffy at one point and was like, girl, you you get me to get this weight off of me and I'll be the open the door to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that what's called fluffy now? I, it's a sweet euphemism. I like I fluffy. I've, it's actually yeah. very sweet. I kind of like that. Yeah, so tell us when I, I'm fluffy, it's okay? It's cute? Yeah, fluffy. Fluffy yeah. or dumpling. There's definitely a line. <laughs> yes. A dumpling, dumpling just crossed over yeah. <laughs> fluffy the dumpling you've yeah you passed yeah. over to the dark side exactly uh, don't go too far yeah, don't go yeah. too far that's very funny so you know just finding those little ways to bring it on i think is really the key and is there for you was it difficult to attract people or was it because your friend kind of connected you and you've just networked off of that to get these medical professionals or is it something that you just, know honestly that first connection was a learning lesson and how not to do it. Would you like to share any wisdom? Yeah, I'm totally open to share that. I mean, think strategically how yeah, I can yeah. do so. Be, be nice, yeah. She was someone who had her own medical spa 
years prior and pretty much was coming out of retirement and was known in the community for being a really good injector. And so that kind of made the, the end easier because then she was able to bring her clients in and the word of mouth that came from it. And then from that, I was able to parlay it to my clients. But you have to vet people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you, you really have to vet them. And even though she was very kind and very sweet and she did know, you know, substance abuse issues, alcoholism, mm-hmm. those things can be problematic. And you, even though as much as she would want to support someone through changes, you also have to know when to say when and pivot to something different. Yeah. Because it is a business. Yeah. You're not running a it's, charity. Well, no, not even the charity more so. It's the end client's well-being, making sure that they receive the best of the best because it came from out of my space was yeah. of utmost importance. So that was a, a relationship that stayed on for a little while. But as I saw, you know, things happen, I had to make an executive decision to do something different. And because of that relationship, I still was able to keep on my medical director Mm -hmm. and then bring on other people on as well. A lot of people go straight to thinking that they need a medical director. Again, every state is different. Mm -hmm. So that's something you wouldn't want to check into locally. But also, you can also look into the possibilities of having a PA, a physician's Mm -hmm. assistant, and or... um, a nurse practitioner who's able to actually write prescriptions and those type of things as well. What would be a medical director? Is that a doctor or is it another medical? It's actually a doctor, a doctor that actually, I mean, they're either there actively participating or in most cases, what I see is that they just check the files and Mm -hmm. collect money. It's kind of like the captain is responsible for the whole operation. But, so the medical but they're on the hook. If something goes yeah. wrong medically, they're the ones. Definitely the malpractice insurance, all of those things are kept by the doctor. And if something goes drastically wrong, yeah, they are holding the bag along with you for any for uh, damages, whatever. Mm-hmm. So with you find a medical director, did your friend help you find that? Or is that something that you had to go out and like interview or are there's doctors that you could look up and say, Hey, would you like to be a medical director? And they're just like, sure. The answer is yes. Any physician Mm -hmm. who chooses to put their name on the line for you and your business is an alternative. Okay. And I hear some people even do dentists. Some dentists have gotten into the injectables and things of that nature. Podiatrists. Podiatrists. (laughs) Podiatrists. So, you know, as long as that MD is there, you know, you can knock a stick at the tree and see what falls out. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's where discernment kicks in and really knowing how to vet people. And I think only experience is how you're going to learn that. Yeah. That's why I threw it out there. I think that's a really hard lesson learned because, you know, they can be usurious as well. You know, I've seen some astronomical numbers requested mm-hmm. from different people, but then I've also seen really just down to earth people who just really want to help you to grow because mm-hmm. it's really nothing off their back, especially if you're running a tight ship. Yeah. One of the things I remember when Tess, because Tess used to work in the med spa world, and one of the things I remember her saying is that, it was common for nurses to actually have multiple places that they work, that they don't just work full time at one location, that they may bounce right. around. I don't know if that is that true in your space. Mm-hmm. So the the two nurses that work with me specifically, one one's a PA and one's a nurse practitioner, they have their own practices as well mm-hmm. on separate sides of town. So I'm located downtown here in the city. So it's like this is their downtown spot. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like their hit their hip place to go and bring in younger clients as well. The nurse practitioner that I work with for the medical managed weight loss, she works in gastro. So it's really just about availability and setup and how you run it. Yeah. It's just another gig for them. And they're just trying to build up their portfolio, I guess, of clients, right? Yeah. But then at the same time with that, it's about their skill set. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just let anybody inject. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, been the biggest thing for us, especially for me also, I've created other relationships with other medical spas for that reason too, because there may be a certain procedure that the nurses that I have are not comfortable with, i.e. under eye filler, mm-hmm. changing your, your nasal. It takes a certain skill set. It's a whole next thing and it can cause all type of problems. So again, it's another opportunity to niche down all the way down, even within that 
So we're known at my studio more so for the lips. A lot of the Botox is, is very prevalent. A lot of the fat burner ones that actually take away um, the fat as well is something that's very popular for us. And then the medically managed weight loss, I think, is one of the biggest ones outside of the filler. Mm. Now, one of the new trends that we're saying, well, not new trends, it's been around for a while, but the thread lifts. Are you guys doing any of those PDO thread lifts? So that's the other thing. And one of my girlfriends is now in class for that. And so for me, I'm like, a, I have so many things that's coming out the pop line. But for me, it's more so I need proof of concept. Yeah. I need actual, like in PMU, I need the heel work yeah. to be able to show that this is what's going on. So for me, it's like girlfriend practice on some more girlfriends <laughs> and then come in and do that. But I do refer that out to another practitioner in, in town that I know does good work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, for the longest time, I mean, it was like 10 years. It's like, I, I didn't recommend it because those sutures didn't dissolve and they could extrude. And, you know, it just was kind of an ancillary thing for those so many problems. Yeah. And so it's like, only recently it's been like oh they're dissolvable and you know okay but you know i still need to see yeah what does it look like a couple years out you know that kind of stuff so i'm really glad i'm seeing some fabulous results yeah some really fabulous results i don't think if that's not your thing you shouldn't you should really practice <laughs> <laughs> just with like any procedure for sure yeah. for sure now you also moved into the pmu world was that later like you did lashes you added mm -hmm. the medical side and now you also which it sounds like at least talking to you a little bit is this is kind of like now your, your thing, right? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. This is your, like your, yeah. Own. Lashes definitely started as my infant baby and I gave birth and, <laughs> and now I feel like I've done the things with the lashes. Like for me with the, the educational piece, I started teaching about seven, six, seven years ago. It was that I wanted to know all the things that, I felt like it was either because the, in, the individual instructor either didn't have the information to give it to you, or it was a personal choice to just teach you the one thing. So then for me, it was just a continuous quest to learn more information. So he mentioned that you like the pre-made fans. Yeah. <laughs> I just made my order for my line of those. So I definitely want to get those awesome. out to you Ooh, and, yes. and have you to try them because I really love them and I've been having people to try them. So I, I decided yeah. which company I wanted to go with and I made that order. So I'll get that out to you. But I remember like when I first started that it was sacrilegious to use those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like you're yeah. using a pre-made fan. You're not an artist, you yeah. know. Fashion. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know, but now why wouldn't you? It's so smart it's so convenient. <laughs> it's so convenient. time is money as they say and you definitely save time I, I i mean there's people that say they last just as fast making the fans and doing that i don't know how that's possible and i mean i feel like i do yeah. but then that's 12 years of dialing yeah. down that time yeah. right but for the newer artists in my studio it's either that you're going to pre-make these fans or you're going to make a bigger investment in these pre-made fans mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and cut that time down. It's yeah. kind of like a, a chef, you know, you can know how to cut a pineapple, but it's a lot easier if it comes to you pre-cut. You can still make <laughs> amazing things with cut pineapple that's already pre-cut. You don't have to cut it yourself and get all the scales off of it. That's true. I'm with you, sister. I can go both ways on that topic, mm -hmm. but I definitely see that side of it. So for me, yeah, it was the lashes. It was the more aesthetic service, and then it was the medical piece, and then it was of life transition. Six years now, I am a breast cancer survivor. And it was yeah. in, awesome. yeah, it was in the midst of the move to this building. It was right before actually, um, where I got the news and I had to go through the double mastectomy. And it was like bringing my team over to a new space where I doubled my rent and all of these crazy things that I took on right before having to take six months off of work. It was very, very, very transformative. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And then it also emboldened the girls that have been with me before and since to really take over and build themselves up as the local community expert in lashes. And it was that piece, taking that time off, being on my back, not being able to sit up, you know, and not being able to go to the bathroom where I was like, oh, and I'll just say it, you know, uh, Barbaletta, I'm very, I love what she's done. There's a few others that I saw what they did with lashes. And I felt like just at the time where 
cancer came into my life, I was ready to go hard. And then that came and kind of set me back. So then I said, well, I think I could take this same strategy and put it towards the PMU piece and like really, and really help women restore their hair restore their beauty, restore their looks, a sense of self. And that's really what drove me down the PMU road. And that started with microblading. And I never wanted to do anything other than brows, just like I never wanted to do anything other than lashes. And um, it's really exploded into a whole different realm Mm. of not only financial, because the price point of the services is so much greater, in the same time, relatively. That's great. Um, That's a good reason to do two PMU. Great. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, in the same time frame, it gave me the opportunity to give back in a different way um, than just feeling pretty with lashes. Mm. Um, so it opened the door with microblading, and then it was like, okay. Then it was the same scenario. They're not giving me, like, how do I do that? Well, that's the next class. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have to come back and take the advanced course for that. So it was just like, okay, this is a bunch of crap. <laughs> I need to like get out here and put in the work and do the things and learn the things so that I can help the next person not have to come against these barriers mm. um, so that they can really have truly what they need to be successful, not only to start and open a business, but then actually be able to provide the service in a way that's meaningful. And that personally has been a mission for me in this industry, even if it's just one by one or a class of four or a class of 10, you know, at a time, it allows me the opportunity to give back and make a really meaningful change in people's lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I spent the 70,000 or 60,000 or, uh, you know, whatever for the alphabet soup after my name, but it wasn't really for the alphabet soup. It was really for the knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's super important. So giving that back and sharing that is what drove me further and further down this PMU pipeline to this bottomless pit that never seems to end. One of the things I was interested that you said, and I want to maybe clarify just so I understand. So when you were taking trains, you felt like people would just give you like this little tidbit and that'd be it and say, now you have to come back and pay more if you want more training. Like that was, that's the model or is that (sighs) an old model that... <laughs> I can see the frustration in your face uh-huh. right now. I've been blessed to be able to take a lot of training. Everyone in their own way imparted something wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I made sure that because I paid you and I want what I came here for. You're going right? to get it. You're yeah. going to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. But that's me. And mm-hmm. I say that not every student is that, like that way. Yeah. That's right. Tessa's like that. She shows up. <laughs> She'll be, be at like the front right row the front. And asking you a thousand questions, inquiring and staying afterwards and just like whatever she can do to get the information she needs. It's the same for me. But then as I continue to go, I saw the difference. You know, some people wouldn't give you a theory. Some mm. people wouldn't give you a kit. Some people, they don't want you to take any videos. You can't talk. Yeah. You can't record. You can't do anything. You pay me all this money. But then if you don't retain it, it's because you didn't take good notes. Like, yeah. It's all on you. There's no partnership in making sure that you're retaining it. Like, what kind of a learner are you? I mean, yeah. Yeah. No. I get it. We could go on and on and, oh, on, yeah. and on and on and on and on and on. The last one has had the same similar problems where trainers aren't allowing people to take photos or not allowed to take a handbook home. I mean, but that's what it started with me. I just wanted to change that. I didn't think that it was fair. And I know that how hard I had to work to even save the money to take those classes. And then all the money that you'll spend and you'll waste on these products that people are pushing that has nothing to do with actually doing the work or being good for the client. And and I wanted to be that change and be different. So that was really what completely drove me to continue to go to school and learn and then pick up those little tips and tricks so that I can compile it into something that's actually usable. I see the difference now with the students, especially now since it's almost seven years, like these girls are opening shops. These girls, like it's my joy and my pride to see them actually, in my opinion, especially with lashes, they're, they're better lash artists than I was, like, that I am. That makes me proud to say that because I think I'm pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> the proof is the fruit that they're producing. It's like they got your DNA 
and they're off now fruiting on the vine, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's because mm-hmm. of the things that you planted in them. Of course, it's them doing it, but it's like it's them doing the work. But yeah, it's the fruit ideally. of what you kind of invested in. Attract the people that you they're like you when you do stuff. So people are, it's like mine to see you and they go, no, I like what she's doing. I want to be like mm-hmm. her one day or something like that. So you attract those type mm-hmm. of people. And, I think uh, it's know. the same. Yeah. It's kind of like the clubhouse. Yeah. yeah, you you attract those that emit the same type of frequency and wave. At mm-hmm. least I like to think that I create environments that does that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, so for you, looking back at this journey, and I mean, I, I could keep going on this, and we want to transition here in a second. Is what would be some lessons learned? I know one was just you know really vetting people before you partner with them, and I think for us, we've learned that too. Really learning or the interview learn that you don't hire on the first date so to speak right you don't there's like oh you're in the room all right you're hired like that doesn't work you just, just got to be mm-hmm. a little bit of time but there's anything else that you would say that maybe you could let our listeners know from your experiences you've been doing this a long time so i have been doing this a long time um and it's kind of crazy focus on yourself stop looking at what others are doing as a measuring stick for what you need to do especially now in this industry where everything is more so more mainstream with social media and so on and so forth. It's easy to look online and see these people with all these followers and, oh, everybody supports them and this, that, and the other, and, you know, try to compare yourself against that. I really think it's about honing down and focusing on you and me being your personal best. I can't say that enough. Mm -hmm. Save more money. If I could have told my 20 year old self that and really listened, like, you know, the sky would be the limit at this point. Yeah. So 2020, I think taught a lot of people that lesson. <laughs> 2020 was also a realization that I did a lot of things right. You know, for the studio with me, it wasn't, it wasn't really a hard transition mm-hmm. at that time. And I was really proud that a lot of the girls were like, okay, well, we're just going to stay at home because we can, yeah. you know, opposed to it being, of run for the hills, crazy. Although everybody freaked out now, everybody yeah. did freak out. You know, it's <laughs> definitely it's a difference when you have a lot of business and you can't, you can't, you can't Mm-mm. take care of them. So that was very much a change for me. Um, but Corona was a really good lesson in that. So save more money. You yeah. know, ten percent, twenty percent, thirty percent is ideal. Other and these are for new artists. <laughs> I think that's the biggest one that I would definitely tell myself. And prior to taking more education, really hone down and 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 put in that perfect practice for the things that you've already learned. I think we're so eager to move forward or go to the next step because we see or we want or we want, you know. No, I feel like I have an artistic flair, but I'm not an artist in the sense that it came naturally. It came from repetition, Mm -hmm. like continuous repetition. And I think a lot of these newer artists might look at some of these other artists who are super blown up or their artistry might have been recognized and look to that as what they want. In essence, a lot of these people are just opening locations. Like they just came out of a one room situation and they're just trying to start a business. Although their artistry might be great. The business side of it is not necessarily where they should model after. Yeah, yeah. So look for mentors who are actually doing the work and are in the realm of where you really want to be. I think that should be the most focus other than, oh, they do a really good pixel brow. Yeah, I think um, one of the things over that, and over and over. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> repetition, people don't get yeah, that. No. I mean, Tessa's always said that. Like, you don't learn lashes in the two days. You get an introduction to lashes, and then you go learn after that on your own by repetition, trial and error, trial and error. And months and months of that, years later, you finally become the real artist that I think you wanted to be. It's a journey of a thousand steps. It's not just a, a quick jog in your area there. And I think a lot of people don't realize, and I want people to understand. You've been doing this, what, 12 or 13? I forget how many years. I think you said 12. But it's 13. almost, it's 12, almost 12. but almost 13 yeah. now. Okay, yeah. that's a long time, guys. That is not an overnight success story. That is a long-term, you know, doing the marathon. That is investing. That is, you know, lots of different trainings. It's not just doing the same thing, yeah. you know, for no, 10 years or 12 years or whatever it is. Yeah. One line of thought. I mean, you've proven through 
your history is that you're open to learning and you're continuing to challenge and sharpen those things. It's not just the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And I just want people to know that. So when they go to your page or they start looking at your stuff, that they realize like, man, I don't want the envy to kick in. There's no envy to be had at all, <laughs> at all, at all. Please. No, it's more so when I sit, want people to look at my story to see that there is a possibility to overcome, like to overcome, like to, mm -hmm. to have to go through cancer and rebuild a business or have to go through an ailment and rebuild a business, you know, and like we talked about the situations of last year, just mm -hmm. with COVID and I lost my son last year and mm -hmm in the midst of a renovation to have to go through that and just try to come back and be regular is <laughs> yeah. pretty difficult. But the industry alone has been very, 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 very supportive. And during that time, so many people that I communicated with or maybe have taken a training with, those weren't the people that reached out. Mm-hmm. The people I gave thousands and thousands of dollars to, mm -hmm. with some exceptions, you know, the people who really reached out are the people that you created those interpersonal relationships. Trina Dow was one of them. Oh, yeah. um, Christina Minichek, Christina Minichek, a five-star brows. Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple others that I really, I, I want to make sure that I say just because Good they were so outs. implemental, right? They were so implemental and just being kind and human. And I think that piece can be missing yeah. in this business. You know, yeah, because um, everyone's trying to compete and forget about the relationship, the the long term stuff that really matters. The and I, I remember telling Tess I, I, after you talked to me a little bit. So I think I just met one of the strongest people I've ever met. Yeah, like you, that. when you, ah! yeah, I mean between you sharing losing your son and then also breast cancer, and I, I shared with you, I, I'm I'm currently have prostate cancer, and uh, I was just I just had a lot of respect for you because I I've got to see you in the room, got to see you talking, leading, and you've been in this industry. You are an OG and all that it's been special getting to know you a little bit and seeing that you have you. some really uh, I, i'm looking forward to getting to know you better and, and seeing you more and god willing i know tucson's not the same here we're gonna be in scottsdale for the arizona conference in may but i don't know if you okay i would love to connect with you yeah it'd be really cool to i'm see gonna you. have to check it out i'm yeah. gonna have to check it out yeah, in may. Do, you, do you know the date specifically um I'll it's in it. may yeah i should do this I'll, I'll ask uh lulu to give me a payment afterwards for promoting no, i'm just kidding <laughs> but no we love them they're great we're speaking at it it's actually may 14th 15th 16th so it's in scottsdale it's three days um we're gonna be there all three days we can't wait to uh you know to connect it's i think it's the first live event in the last industry of the year maybe for a while who knows <laughs> the virus we don't still know but they decided to just go for it and i know that people are going to do it so hopefully yeah if you can it'd be really cool to see That'd you there really great. i definitely will look into it definitely i know that would be a lot of fun and if and, not and i'm sure at some point we'll there's other events i mean god willing the world will return back to normal but uh you've it's been really a pleasure having you on and talking and we keep going on and I know we had more stuff to talk about, but I feel like time at this point, I don't want to drag it out too much. We just have to have you come back is what we're going to have to do. And we, Oh, sounds like a plan. Yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah. Have you Definitely. come back and we can talk more and all that, but thank you so much, Kelly, for sharing a little bit of your life with us and our listeners and hopefully everyone got something from that. And where can um, our oh, yeah. listeners you. find you? Yeah. Where can they find you? Definitely. I appreciate you both. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share just my truth and my story. So I really appreciate you too. Um, please, everyone, please follow and connect with me at Lash Factor Studio on Instagram and on Facebook. We're on at Lash Factor on Twitter and on Clubhouse. Um, I do host a show on Clubhouse every Wednesday evening, and that's at 7 p.m. Pacific time right now where we do the veteran beauty boss talk um, where we just bring on different veterans in the beauty industry and that's various hair nails all across the board where we just talk about the the issues and the things that we encounter every day and really try to have it to be a space where everybody feels welcome and, and, and able to share ideas openly and freely so we definitely have that um, I do have my online courses that are loading I'm super excited with that we do our have our academy where we do in-person trainings for the last seven years and have had quite a few students go through that so I definitely consider myself a mentor 
And if anyone has any questions in regards to business or setup or work or any otherwise, you can always reach out. And I'm definitely a resource for information for that. I appreciate you both so much. Yeah, and you have products too, right? You sell Lash products and all that too. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Please connect at uh, www.lashfactoracademy.com. On there, you can um, attain all of our products. Um, For lashes specifically, we have a full range lash line, um, adhesive, lash extensions, lash pool, etc. And that's KK Beauty products, Kelly Knows Beauty uh-huh. um, product. It's a, play, it's a play on that. Yeah. Um, and then for this year, for 2021, we were actually um, asked by Artiste International, which is a subsidiary of Mount Derm, um, to be one of, I think, 10 North American partners for permanent makeup. So that right. was like super huge yeah. because it's like, you know, for, for essence artists, and I'm sure you can relate to this maybe somewhat, like the biggest thing is like, okay, to grow your band, to actually have people to come in and, and pay you money for your art. And then, oh my God, if I can grow my brand to where people will want products for my brand, right? Mm-hmm. And be this international sensation. But other than that, to be picked up by a very big company in literal Tucson here, you know, it's, <laughs> it means you're doing something right? special, yeah. Kelly. Yeah. Congratulations. That's a huge. Thank coup. you. I appreciate that. But as if I could do it, you know, it's definitely something that can be done. Yeah. So in spite of adversity, you know, just keep pressing forward and, and good things can happen. Yeah, really no, definitely. And it's uh just grit and doing it, doing the work. Like we say, chopping the wood, carrying the water every the day. Water Not every very day. sexy, but no. in the long term, when you look back. Cleaning the toilets. Cleaning the toilets. Know, cleaning cleaning the, the toilets. Yeah, and you look back, yes, you know, yeah. 10, 12 years later, and you're like, wow, I've done something kind of cool. Good, yeah. good for you, and thanks so much. It's definitely about that con- small consistency over time. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate you both. Well, we'll definitely have you back on, and we'll get back into it. But otherwise, thanks so much, Kelly, for being part of the show. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you so much. That's it, guys. That's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for hanging out all the way here to the end. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at The Last Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my last boon companion, Tustin, as well as our special guest, Kelly, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.